You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? You got Ike Jones. We are here and want to talk a little bit about the comments that we heard from Coach Freeze yesterday during his address to the media leading up to the Sanford game. Got a few things we need to discuss. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Are now, now listening, listening to, to the War Report. Morning drop. It is a Tuesday morning, September the 12th. Ike Jones, Mike G in here talking a little bit about all things concerning Auburn football. And of course, as per usual on a game week, Coach Hugh Freeze addresses the media on yesterday and talks a little bit about the aftermath of the Cal game. And give some, you know, preview of Sanford. Not a lot of talk about Sanford in this, to be honest. Most of this was retrospective of Cal uh, part two. So we had the post-game presser and then we had the pre-Sanford presser slash post-game presser number two on Cal. Uh, but just a lot of questions about how things ha- happened and operated during that Sanford game. And some concerns about the offense, to be honest. Uh, Mike G, you were there. Initial thoughts before we get into some of his uh, comments that he made. Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> San, the game was ugly. The game was ugly. He acknowledged that it was ugly. And I, I was happy that he acknowledged that. He just came out and said, look, guys, that wasn't pretty. And, you know, he went into some explanations. He wanted to mm-hmm. clarify that I'm not making excuses, but there are some right. reasons for what we saw uh, we're going to get into some of those reasons and the comments that he had. But, um, you know, like I said, overall kind of reiterating points we made in the post game and the weekend tailgate. It was a disappointing offensive performance. I don't think anybody right. who was watching felt more hope after watching that. It was a lot of questions arose about, you know, whether Auburn can have sustained improvement versus power five teams. Schedule's only going to get harder from here. I want to be clear. Cal was not a good team. Right. And what you didn't hear in his press conference was credit to Cal for playing a great game. You didn't you didn't hear that. True. Well, he what he True. did only little credit he gave was saying that Spavadol throws some threw some things did at some him. things he didn't expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's it. But I think he knows that this is a team they should have beat better than they did. And you know, again, we'll get into his comments. Yeah, so uh, one of the comments in specific that I do want to get into was a question that you asked him about play calling duties, yes. right? So he asked, or you asked specifically, what did that look like and who was calling the plays and and what was happening with the operation of the offense? Uh, because it seemed to be stalled at certain points as far as the when the calls are getting in and, um, you know, is there is has how difficult has it been for him to relinquish that duty as someone who's been doing it his entire career? So let's just listen to Coach Hugh Freeze's uh, statements here. Just a, a portion of that of him talking about play calling here. No, I, I called three things in that game, and uh, it's it's hard. I'm not going to lie, and you know, I, I don't want to make some. I have great confidence in that in our staff, and um, you know, one game is not um, something that you should particularly when you have four turnovers and the number of penalties we had that that got us behind the chains. I just think that I know y'all don't – I'm not making any excuses because we have to own what's on the film. But when you turn it over four times and you don't get a lot of possessions in a game, 
it's uh, it's hard, and and that's kind of where we were. And every time we got did get an explosive run on the reverse or something, there's another penalty. And we did everything that we didn't do in the first game. We didn't have turnovers. We didn't have penalties. And dang, if we didn't uh, look like it was the first game offensively. And so um, I, I did not take it over. I did call the, the fade to Rivaldo and um, a couple other things. But um, no, it's not at that point at all. I, I have great confidence in them. We, we've had a lot of tough talks this morning. And, um, you know, I can't be everywhere. And But ultimately, I own, have to own everything. And... I spent a lot of time with our defensive guys last week and going to spend a lot of time with our offensive guys this week. And So Coach uh, Hugh Freeze talking about play calling, saying he didn't take it over. He did jump in, he said, specifically three times, and he uh, he did specify one of those three, didn't say what the other two were. Uh, but talking about how difficult it has been and how last week he spent time with the defense. He's like, hey, this isn't where I want to be. So he spent a lot of time there. And then he said, hey, I'm going to be spending a lot of time with the offense this week because we got to get it right, you know. And what, what I like about this, there's some things I eh, don't love about it, but what I like about it is the acknowledgement in his mind that says, ultimately, it falls on me, right? Like, at the end of the day, nobody is going to look at anybody else with the failure success of this team other than, they're going to come look at the head coach first. And so I need to make sure that I am going in and tweaking as necessary. If the defense isn't up to par, all right, well, let's go look at this defense. The offense isn't up to par. Let's go look at this offense. What were your thoughts um, about his response on play calling? Uh, yeah, listen, his his answer to my question was four minutes long. <laughs> Yeah, this is not the entirety yeah. of that answer. We're going to get into another portion of yeah. that answer. It was a four-minute answer. It was, it was, it was, it was extensive. Um, look, uh, he comes out there and he says, I called three things. A lot of people took that as, so he's kind of taking credit for the good and, you know, not the bad. It was interesting what you said about, like, you know, he's really taking – uh, responsibility for it all. He's saying at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. It's not okay. uncommon for a coach to insert himself at key calls in the game. Right. To see something and be like, hey, let's make this call here or we're going to go for it on fourth down or like, you know what I mean? So right. so that's not uncommon. That's that's pretty normal. Uh, you know, but, but Hugh Freeze has been pretty critical of his staff. He said this after last week's game. That, you know, they had some uncomfortable conversations and right. I, they're going to get even more uncomfortable after what we saw on 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 uh, on Saturday. Uh, the running back, I, I, man, again, we're not going to get into this in this segment, but I thought that starting Jarquez Hunter was a mistake. I was surprised mm. to see him run out there first. I thought that Damari should have started the game and they should have eased Jarquez Agreed. in. You know, um, probably would have given them a faster start to the game uh, because Jarquez seemed like he was pressing at least to start. You know, he got into his rhythm as the game went on. Um, but I, I just didn't think it was fair to kind of throw him in there after missing all of game one against the Cupcake. Um, and there's some other things I think that they're going to look at on tape uh, when they see this one. The wide receivers, you know, if you haven't seen our film review, highly recommend you become a patron, go to the film review. Um, I 
is breaking down. You, you, I think you broke it down first half, second half. But when you focus, when you look at the part focusing on the offense, there were opportunities there. Right. So he wasn't completely down on the play calling and he wanted to be clear about that. It just felt like there were some execution things. There's some penalty things, but he's not saying it was great either. So all around the offense needs work. Ike. All yeah. around. Uh, you know, and and, and I, I wasn't trying to say get him to throw the offense under the bus. I just was interested whether he thought it was more of the scheme or if it was more just right. execution and what I was expecting. The answer I was expecting was we just got to execute better or right. we didn't have a good game plan coming in. I mean, those were the two answers I was looking for there. Uh, his yeah. four-minute explanation gave me more than I could have ever dreamed of. <laughs> Yeah, I, and and things that he did say, like you mentioned, uh, more so on the defensive end, is that Spavadol was doing things that they didn't expect, and he actually said, "Listen, I thought we were going to go out there and put up forty some points on them, right? Like he thought that the plan that they had coming in, the talent disparity, he thought they were going to go out there and run, similar to a lot of fans, thought we're we're going to go out there and we're going to score points on this team." Mm-hmm from what they had evaluated on the film. So a portion of that is the way that it was executed. Cause it's like, man, we we're, we're better than this in his mind. Uh, so speaking of things that are better, uh, you better be sharing this video. <laughs> Go out there and share the video with somebody and make sure that they know what's going on. If you're listening to this on pod, go ahead and tweet out the link to the podcast. Uh, make sure you like the video and subscribe to the channel. If you are on pod, give us a review so that we can get our stars up out there in podcast land. But we appreciate all kinds of support. Um, but he talked about the need for playmakers to emerge in this offense and the need for them to be more concerted in how they're going to get the ball to those playmakers. And he mentioned a couple of playmakers in specific. We're going to hear his comments. This is part two or another portion of the answer to the uh, very long uh diatribe that he had in regards to Mike G's question for play calling, but he talked about playmakers in specific. Let's hear his comments there. And everybody's got assistance in this building, assistant O-line coaches, D-line coaches, safety coaches, quarterback coaches, and it's high time that nobody has an ego and we all like, all right, how can we, what are we, are we doing too much of something and what can we do and who needs the touches and, you know, like five and six for us need more touches. Um, those two guys can, they're our best receivers. Now, I wish they were bigger because the catch radius is, is not, not big, but um, and we got to improve the others, but those guys are, are pretty good in space, and so we've got to use those guys more. Rivaldo obviously needs to be utilized, and he was well in the second half, but um, we, we've got to we got to play to our strengths and figure out how to make it look different every week. And um, so those are some of the things I challenged him with this morning: is you know how are you going to do that? And if you need help, I swear I can help. I'll, I'll draw them up. So Coach Freeze making it clear that there are people in this offense who need to get more touches. He singled out three people in specific and said five, six, and Rivaldo. So if for everybody who's not aware, five is Jay Fair, six is Javarius Johnson, and of course Rivaldo Fairweather need more opportunities to have the ball in their hands on Saturdays. I'm gonna let I'm gonna just let you cook for a second. Uh, there will not be a day that goes by, Ike, that I do not remind you guys that I told you about Jay Fair a year ago. <laughs> um, this kid has loved by every staff. 
high school all the way through college. Harson staff loved him. His teammates loved him. Every time I asked players about a receiver to watch, they would say Jay Fair. Until he was the dude. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, well, you don't have to watch him anymore because he's here. Now, uh, uh, credit to you, you were convinced that Javaris Johnson wasn't going away. I wasn't so sure. Yeah. I wasn't so sure there was enough ball for the both of them. But I did not anticipate the other receivers not playing up to snuff, <laughs> right? So they need those two guys. Five and six are our best receivers. Uh, they are the most consistent. Um, and I would, I you know, when it, as, it, as it pertains to Jay, on that touchdown pass, I want to be clear that he balled on that play. That throw was behind him. He flipped his hips. He, he, he made an athletic move. He beat everybody to the sideline and got to the corner of the end zone. Not easy yeah. to do. A lot of athleticism was displayed on that one play. So you have to feed that, man. You have to feed guys who know what to do with the ball in their hands. I, you know, I said this a year ago when he had that one play over the middle. He didn't get to the end zone, but he made some guys miss and he got upfield on what was like a four-yard pass. And, I was like, and it was just a glimpse of what he can do. But yeah. Auburn couldn't find a way to give him the ball consistently. And this year, they have to find a way. You just have to feed your best players at this point. The same way you turn around and you hand the ball to Jarquez and expect things to happen, you get the ball to Jay Fair. Now, Thorne, I think he forced a pass or two to Jay on Saturday. There was one. I, I, the only one I think he forced, forced to him out. was the seam route. Um, and it, you know, listen, Jacquez was open on the touchdown he threw to him. It, yeah, but, wide open. But Jay Fair was open too, right? So it's not as if he threw to a guy who wasn't open in lieu to a, another guy. He could have. It was a but, much easier throw to Jacquez. Like he could have just floated yeah. that one out there. And, and I mean, the, the DB had his hips turned to the complete opposite yeah. direction. And Jarquez would have walked into the Yeah, yeah. If he had thrown an average pass out there, it was going to be a touchdown. So, you know, good on Jay uh, for taking advantage of that opportunity. These guys did the work in the offseason, man. I told this story on our show on Locked On that uh, in the offseason, the first touchdown he scored of the season, uh, that route, Jay Fair and Peyton Thorne practiced that route together. I saw him do it wrong, and I saw him do it right. Um, and if it's clear that Thorne understands that Jay can make plays with the ball in his hand. He spotted him early in the spring tape after he got to campus, and um, they've just got the scheme has just got a lot. He's got to see the field. Now, I, don't, I have no issue with a quarterback having a go-to guy. No, you should. Yeah, you should have a guy. Almost every offense has a guy that they can yeah. go to and to say, hey, I'm going to ride with this one, let it rip. If I throw this ball, I know this guy is going to be exactly where he's supposed to be, right? right? When you have a go-to guy, you can make anticipation throws. And, it, it, you know, Jay Fair is that guy. You know, Barr is is so talented. He's so naturally gifted, man. He's going to be a part of this offense. They, they've still got time to figure out the scheme, um, but they've got to figure it out. And they're not going to get a real test at Sanford. But I hope that they don't. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying they need to show the offense, Ike, but you need to run some more complicated no, route concepts against <laughs> Sanford, right? Yeah. And you need to be able to execute that in game and then come up with something different for Texas AM, right? Like, I'm sorry. Uh, AM gave up a lot of passing yards to Miami, uh, Van, Van Dyke. Uh, uh, had a great game, but I don't know if Peyton Thorne has that in him. 
right? And because of the way they played Robbie, I don't I don't know if it's reasonable to expect Robbie to suddenly have that in him against Texas A&M. I hope one of them do because he, he Hugh Breeze has said already, you can't be one-dimensional in this league and expect teams to just let you do the one thing that you think you can do good. Right. Right. You know, this was my issue with Cal. They were like, how is Auburn going to stop the run? I was like, well, when they're loaded up to stop it, it's not that hard. Right. That was pretty clear. Load the box, stop the run, force the quarterback to beat you. That's what they missed in the tape. Right. And I think that's what people are going to throw at Auburn for the rest of the season. So kudos to those guys, man, for drawing the praise of their coach. Right. Through play. A lot of guys got praised this offseason without playing it down. Those guys got the praise after the fact when it matters on the field. And I think that's that's something to be proud of. Yeah, no, they absolutely earned it, though. Like, they earned their opportunities. And it is, you know, the coach recognizing. The only thing I don't like about the statements is, you know, these are our best receivers. You know, maybe gets a, little, a couple other guys down. But What's clear is they're where they need to be and they've been reliable. So it's time to start rewarding the work that they've put in to understand what the offense is asking them to do, uh, being able to get open consistently. Let's make sure we're, we're rewarding that hard work. And because the, the field ain't lying, bro, they're all they're open there. It's there to be to be had. You just got to get them the ball. And hopefully we get to a place where we're starting to get a better, not forcing the ball to them, like you said, but rewarding them for getting open and being where they're supposed to be when the when the throws dictate that you do that. Uh, last thing I want to do here from is, is talk a little bit about defense. Mm. He did uh, get some uh, questions about defense and he talked about the struggle that they had on Saturday with a lot of guys getting hurt and they're being thin and specifically in the linebacker room. Let's hear coach Hugh Freeze's talk, talk about the defense. So uh, it was a little scary. The second half, you know, we had, um, Keontae out and, uh, Simpson out to start third quarter, which, um, we already had Pritchett out who couldn't play. And so you're playing a lot of young guys that, uh, hadn't had a ton of reps. And so that, and Keontae was out until the last drive, truthfully, the whole, the whole second half so and then dk went out so we were uh, greatly challenged nixon dinged his hand there his wrist that he had surgery on and we're thin at linebacker really thin um and so it was uh, it was quite a challenge so really proud of our kids and the staff they just kept battling and finding a way to get off the field and get important stops um did we improve from week one to week two absolutely now are we are we fixed yet and and ready to say we're fist and dominate and hold every opponent to ten points? I would like to say that, but that's not that's not accurate. We got to keep working because uh, tougher tests are coming. So defense played better, but he is not under the illusion that they're where they need to be to go out there and dominate in SEC play, which I think is a fair assessment. Yep. Uh, but the injuries are concerning. There's a lot of guys who have played significant snaps for Auburn that are questionable. Now, is that going to ultimately be the downfall of uh, the Samford game? I don't think so. But it is going to be interesting out there this weekend versus Samford if some of the guys who he named are not able to go out there and play. Keontae Scott, um, Nehemiah Pritchett has not played for Auburn yet this season. Uh, Donovan Kaufman uh, is being evaluated, it are, you know, just the those two names, Scott and Kaufman, have been huge from the star position for Auburn. Um, 
not having those guys for a significant portion of the fourth quarter, though, and even the second half in total for Auburn, and they still pitched a shutout in the second half of that game, kudos to the defense and the defensive game plan and the preparation that the defense had. And, you know, uh, I dare say thank you to Jaden Ott for firing them up a little bit because it helped them be in a place of clarity uh, in, in their mind defensively mm-hmm. to go out there and handle business. Yeah. So a uh, couple things to cover here. Um, first of all, update on Donovan Kaufman. He's fine. I expect him to play. Uh, Keontae Scott. I don't have an update on Keontae Scott just yet. Um, but, you know, when we know something, we'll tweet something out. But, like, he, he's, um, you know, there were some guys who had some things in that game. Um, it was physical uh, on the defensive side. Uh, and they got after it. So uh, that's expected. Um, but, uh, if you're going to rest guys this week weekend is the time. So, you know, uh, get some guys, some backup time. Uh, what uh, is it? Pritchett Pritchett is still hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so because he's hurt, Kane Lee, uh, was out there. He, he did a, a pretty good job. I, I liked it, man. The DBs yeah. got their head around. Um, you probably saw that on the tape when you did the film review. Uh, I thought they defended the ball well. Um, in terms of you know his comments about you know what you were saying, he's like, hey, listen, man, we're we're not under any delusion. We can go out there and hold every team to ten points. This was not a good offensive football team. Period. Right? Uh, they can't. They could not run. They could barely throw, and they couldn't kick. Cal was bad at every facet of the game. The only reason this was a game was because Auburn played down to their level, something we hope will end under Coach Hugh Freeze. But that's it, right? They 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 played down to the competition. So fortunately, the defense did not do that. Uh, some guys emerged on defense. Um, and, you know, obviously the SEC Defensive Player of the Week and Eugene Asante, uh, mm. man, he just went out there and just did the monster. thing. Like, man, he had a monster game. He talked to the media after Hugh Freeze on uh, yesterday. And he just talked about the game that they had and, um, uh, you know, his comments, you know, you talked about how I gave them some bulletin board stuff. It was, it was interesting listening to Cal fans almost be like, why does anybody need bulletin board material in this that like, or what did you expect him to say? And I'm just like, listen, man, when you're real about where you're at with your game, you can be confident, but understand, and you can be confident in your own ability, but understand that overall the team you're playing has more talent than you. Right. Right. And, you know, I don't know how much, I mean, Dot said he watched the tape and it didn't match up, but I was just like, bro, <laughs> we've talked about this before he essentially said i wasn't impressed i I watched their film and i wasn't impressed he didn't say those exact words but he was like okay i i'm hearing big bad sec team auburn but i watched the film and so yes that's disrespect i don't care what you want to say that is not a respectful thing to come into a game and say i watched y'all play y'all ain't nothing and your play doesn't match I the name on the jersey to win. <laughs> yeah i don't I, I didn't get i didn't understand it um now here's what here's what Hugh Free said during his press conference about those comments uh, i asked i had another question i asked him about these comments and he he was just like yeah. I mean he it, he said he mentioned it during he, his pregame. He, it was this is this was a, this is the silliest thing he freezes does since he's been on the planes. He downplayed it, but then also right. mentioned that he used it in his pregame yeah. speech. 
compared yeah, to... He said he didn't put it on the bulletin board anywhere, but then he's like, well, what you know, I, I might have mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, 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 all right. Yeah, come on, man. We know, free. You were fired up. <laughs> it's okay to admit it. That young man got you fired up. You guys went out there and stopped him. I think that's okay. Uh, you know, he did what class acts do, and he mentioned his health and, you know, wished him well wishes. But ultimately, um, his, he mentioned his players heard it. And they used it. We reported that, that it was played yeah. in defensive meetings this week. Last week. Uh, and it just didn't help them, man. Uh, defensively, they went out there and they did exactly what I thought they would do. Sell out to stop the run and force these quarterbacks to beat you. What we didn't, what I didn't get a chance to get to in that press conference because I was, I was begging for a third question was the defensive adjustments after the switch at quarterback. Those was probably amongst the most impressive things that I saw from all. Well, he said they had a plan coming in for both of them. Yeah. Like he was like, just in case we, they knew what they were going to do if the other one came. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But you know, but but again, when a guy starts running around back there, there's a lot of improv that is hard to plan for. Right. And that guy's pretty athletic, man. He could move. Uh, He made some plays, but they kept everything in front of him. And again, outside of the Jaden touchdown, which I don't even know if that's a big play. It was a good run, but a big play, I wouldn't call it. They didn't give up the big play. No, no, there were no big plays. There were no big plays. This is what I was talking about, about limiting their explosives. They did that very well on defense during this game. Yeah, so it was impressive. This was an impressive defense performance, man. Listen, holding any Power 5 team to 10 points is impressive. Yeah. You know, um, especially in the position that this defense was put in with the turnovers. Correct. Uh, playing so much in your own territory. Now, again, props to their kicker. Thank you very much for your uh, ineptitude <laughs> and your consistent missing of field goals. I appreciate your service, sir. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, but still, limiting them to field goals when you're so far backed up so often, you got to give props to the defense for doing what they do. Well, I'll tell you this, man. I have never ever been so confident that a guy was going to miss a kick as I was on Saturday watching Cal's kicker. Wow. They were like, as soon as they said he was one for three the week before, I was like, ooh, <laughs> uh, this isn't going to go well. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I, I ain't going to hold you. I was surprised he made the first one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to yeah. lie to it you. It was like was a 50-yarder, wasn't it? <laughs> it was like 40-something. I don't remember what it, it was. I think it was 52 yards. So, I don't I don't know what it was. I just know he made it. And I was like, oh, okay, right, maybe he's going to have a better game today. And then he reverted right back to the guy that I was expecting to see. Yeah, it was uh, it was tragic, um, but it was good for Auburn. So the, yeah, it was absolutely <laughs> the defense had, had a good day. They've just got to continue to build on that understanding that the competition is going to get harder. Like, you know, this again, I can't stress enough. This was not a good offensive football team. They are exactly who I thought they were going in and they did exactly what I thought they would do. Um, but you fell into the trap of thinking, man, Ott's comments could have been the ultimate setup. Right? Like, 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 like. It could have gone the other way not- for their offense. Maybe it fired them up and made them play above their, you know, heads offensively. It just didn't happen to be that. Yeah. Like, I think what he hoped to do was inspire his team and give them confidence. And maybe he did give them confidence. But you can be as mm. – my son, seven years old, he can be as confident as he wants to that he could beat me in arm wrestling. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but your body, your body has to be able to cast the checks that your mouth writes, right? And they just, yeah. they just couldn't. So I, I mean, there was no money. Uh, insufficient. And I'm not funds calling Cal seven year olds for anybody to go crazy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, I'm tired of giving disclaimers. I said what I said. They lost, and we were supposed to beat them anyway. Drop.
War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. As previously stated, we are going to get into your comments here. We appreciate everybody who's dropping in with us this morning. We're going to start it off, as always, with Super Chat. So we will get it started with Cool Breeze, who says, On the Robbie packages, we should have Bati or Cobb at slot with Jet Motion, Damari, and Hunter in the backfield doing the RPO. Question mark. Should we have Bati or Cobb in the slot with a jet motion? Damari and Hunter in the backfield are. So we're talking about putting three running backs on the field at the same time. So we're having the two running back package and then having a third one. Like we just going straight up. Yeah, the, uh, I, don't, I don't know if the military has that one in the playbook. Is. Yeah, I don't know if he has <laughs> this one in the playbook. Um, you got to get your playmakers on the field, though. Um, yeah. And Kakab has been a playmaker. I did like the two running back situation that we had out there with Robbie. So we ran uh, some 21 personnel with Robbie at quarterback. I did like that package being available. Uh uh, the additional thing of having another running back in the slot on that, though, is is interesting. But uh, I do think that the a more direct pass threat probably is a little bit better. But uh, I don't. I, I liked the two running back package with Robbie in there because they had some things that they showed with some um, some opposite field uh, screens that they wanted to do on that. Some flare stuff that they had with the running back going in one direction. You do still have the triple option of the handoff and the jet motion stuff. I liked a lot of what I saw there. Just need to execute that stuff a little better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they haven't shown a lot of the offense just yet, so we'll see. We'll see what they have in the bag. But I mean, maybe this is in in the cards. Uh, but uh, I don't think you'll see a lot more of it on Saturday. Um, you know, they'll show something. I just want to see some more complex pass concepts, right? Like, and, you know, and I want to see them dominate this early. And I want to see Holden get some time. Yeah. And this one. hopefully Holden gets an opportunity in this game to come out there and play a little bit. He got a little bit in the first game. Hopefully he'll get some more in this one. Mm. Uh, Auburn dad with the super chat jumps in and says against Sanford. We need to show A&M a lot of stuff. How do you feel about giving them more to prepare for by throwing some more stuff at them during the A&M game? Yeah, it might not be a bad idea. Ultimately, every every week your game plan has to adapt but you also have to game plan based on what the other team's strengths and weaknesses are to some extent um so uh listen the more you have to prepare for the harder it is to prepare for you um and right now i think if you're preparing for auburn defensively you are saying hey like make these quarterbacks beat you with their arm it's really that simple that's going to be the formula to beating auburn right now until auburn proves otherwise so yeah and, and listen, unfortunately, that's been the song for Auburn for a few years now is stop the run and make the QB beat you. Hopefully we can prove that that is not a winning proposition coming up very soon. Uh, Sub-Zero251 gets us kicked off here saying you think Saban, Meyer, Kirby didn't call people out. We had enough of a buddy coach and it didn't really work. Time to keep players and staff to fire, holding them, I guess, to the fire, in my opinion. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. 
can't, can't be soft. Football is not a soft game. Your feelings are hurt by him calling a staff out or calling a player out. Just go watch tennis. I don't know. <laughs> Golf. <laughs> There's like, no coaches in tennis. Yeah, so I guess that's yeah, yeah right, right. Like, I mean, just <laughs> yeah, go watch some bills. Uh, these guys have to be able, when they get to the next level, the criticisms, criticisms are only going to be intensified. So if you yeah. can't handle it now, they're not going to put a lot of guys in the league. And if they do, they're not going to stay in the league. So these guys have to be able to take the hard feedback. And he, I mean, he didn't say anything like bad. Like, I don't think he threw anybody under the bus. He was being honest and said, hey, this has got to get better. We need to improve this. And if you're going to be the starting quarterback, and I don't expect this to be any different if the person starting at quarterback was not Peyton Thorne, you have to be held accountable for the play that you had. Like, and he expects more out of the guy he chose to be the starter. Yeah. So, um, Saying things that need to be better for a player while acknowledging the things that they did well. It's like some, somehow people skip over him saying, hey, listen, he played well on that last drive. We just need to see him do that for the first three quarters as well. Somebody else, uh, you know, out here said that also. Um, not going to say who's, who said it, but somebody said that. Um, it's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with saying he did these things better. I need to see more of that. Yeah. That's not throwing a player under the bus. That's ask, asking them to do the job that they're very simple statement. Yeah. Uh, Paul T says Holden is the best passer, had better rapport with the O line. We've seen the ceiling for both quarterbacks somewhat. Let's give experience to Holden. We have a diamond in the rough we need to develop and use. Look, listen, Holden, I think, has the best arm for sure. Um, I mean, now, Coach Friesen said it. A lot I, of the players have said it. I have not. I'm going to go ahead and say this. Everyone lost their mind in fall camp after that first scrimmage when I tweeted that Holden had been the best through camp so far. This is how I would rank it. Based on what you've seen from Thorne, tell me that's not a possibility. That was actually accurate. <laughs> it hasn't been great. Like, yeah. you know, and I think that, you know, Hugh Freeze understands that, man. He lost his shit on him, like, <laughs> in the first game on the sideline because he understands that the standard for him is higher. This is why you brought him in, because this floor was supposed to be much higher than this with him. Right. That's it. You're a guy with two years of starting experience at the Power 5 level. I think Hugh Freeze expected more out of through these first two games. You know, at some point, you've got it. Ask yourself whether you continue to invest because he wasn't supposed to be a development project. Right. He just wasn't. Anytime you bring, and it doesn't matter who it is, like, uh, 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 you know, anytime you bring in a guy who started at this level for two years, he transfers into your program. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then you give him the job before the end of camp. You, you expect, expect that guy to play more. Play, yeah. play better than what we've seen <laughs> yeah. coming out of the gate. There are people who will make excuses. Hugh Freeze, I don't think, is making any excuses here, man. He's been clear about saying, like, listen, I'm not, I'm not being down on him, but he is also clear that he expects more from him. Right. The, the other two are more of a project than he is or should be. So, uh, you know, at the end of the like, man, listen, man, if Holden isn't at least in the two slot by the end of the year, he's out of here. And if you're Hugh Freeze, you got to, like, listen, man, what is your quarterback situation going to look like next year if you have two 
to three quarterbacks walk because they were unhappy with the situation here. Now, I'll tell you what, like, you know, from what we've seen, I don't know, unless somebody dominates, if things continue as is, there's no guarantee anybody currently on the roster will be the starter next year. And facing yeah. that reality, you have to be prepared for all three of those guys to walk. After yeah, well, season. I mean, Thorne can't go anywhere unless he just decides to go pro. Pro, yeah. yeah, right. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, or if he stays, again, he's holding up a spot on the bench, I guess. But I don't know if he continues on like this. I, I, I would play one of the young guys that I've invested highly in through recruiting. I just don't like they've got to they've got to play better. And, and I know a lot of people are gonna hear, oh, Mike is beating down Thorne. Like, listen, all these quarterbacks have to play better. Robbie yeah. has to play better. You know, and it hear me out, I even though I feel like it's difficult for him to catch a flow the way they're calling plays, you still have to go out there and be as successful as you can with the plays that you are given. Correct. And, and for the most part, I think Robbie has taken advantage of his opportunities, but he can't go out there and be rolling out and then the throw, throw the, the ball, throw that should have right? been a that, pick. Yeah, you can't that do awful. that. You can't That's do awful. that. I'm sorry, you can't. There, do there's, that. there's, there's literally no reason that he makes that. Like that is there's a not a universal breakdown. Yeah, yeah, that's a complete mental breakdown. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is not. That wasn't about the play call. That yeah. was, you know, make a good throw or throw that ball away. Yeah, he was and, pressing, right? Like we talk about Peyton Thorne pressing because he's got Rob, like, press, Robbie's man. pressing because he's got those limited opportunities and he wants to go out there and make a play every single time. You can't do it that If way. you want to be the starter, you can't go out there and do what the dude in front of you is doing when, if it's not good. Yeah. Right. And like I said, if Thorne was pressing, you can't go out there and press too. Right. Right. You're making it an easy decision for him to go back to the other guy. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, Make I get a smart play right there so that they trust you with the ball in your hands. Yeah. Your, your opportunities at this level are limited. You don't get a ton. You don't always get a ton. And there are guys who never get a shot. So right. complaining about, oh, he didn't play this much of that. I, like I said, uh, that's a little bit of a non-starter for me because uh, there are just there are so many greats who they didn't get a, a shot until they got a shot. And you have to take advantage of the opportunities that you're given. So, I, I mean, all those guys need to play better, man, I'm telling you. Or, you know, get holding off the bench somehow, right? They still have time to improve. Yeah. They still have time to improve. But if you're Hugh Freeze, this will be an interesting calculus. How, how deep do you go into this season knowing that you have t right. a defense that may be better than you expected right. and you're going to be in games? How many games do you want to lose because you can't score 21 points? <laughs> Correct. Right. Like, yeah. And that's, that's definitely that's the gonna, hard decision that has to be made. Yeah. You're winning games, despite the fact that your offense isn't looking good. How long do you let that go? Or do you have to lose a game first? Right. How many games do you have to lose before you say, okay, we got to try something completely we're different? Than what we're yeah. Doing. Absolutely. Um, last one here I'm going to jump in with is Dana Jones. Uh, and he says that he believes that Coach Hugh Freeze will have much more input in the game plan this week. Now, he hinted at this during the press conference, of course, talking about him attending more meetings. And if they need help, hey, I'll step in. I'll, I'll draw, draw some stuff up. up. I'll, I'll draw, draw them up. up for you right now. And, and it, basically, he's saying, I'll put the plays together. I'll let you call them. But if we need some help figuring out how to get guys the ball, hey, listen, we can draw, we can draw some stuff up. No problem. But let's figure out what we need to do to get guys to football because it's clear that there is a portion of this that's on wide receivers not getting open. So we need to scheme them open. Let's figure out what the scheme needs to be 
to get the hands in the ball, the, the ball in the hands of our playmakers. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. I'll scheme. I'll scheme it up if I have to. Uh, yeah. Look, I mean, help them out if they need help. But obviously, you just don't want to. You don't want to. You want to make sure you're empowering guys and not taking power away from them, because ultimately, as a coach, you want to be able to hire good coordinators and assistants and let them right. do their job, right? But you don't want to have to jump in and do their job for them. I think that that's 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 tough. So um, staff goes through growing pains just as players do. Um, and uh, look, man, Philip Montgomery once was at the helm of offense that scored 600 yards or that put up 600 yards a game almost. Um, right. And so we don't need 600 yards a game, but we need more than 230. I can right. tell you that much. Can, can we get over 300? <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> right, can, I get a, can I get a 375, yeah. sir? <laughs> would, you, would you mind, you know, uh, something closer to 400 maybe? Yeah. Could I interest you in? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll see how that goes, but it'll be interesting to watch what they do moving forward. Yeah. All right, we're going to get out of here. We will be back at you guys, of course, tomorrow with another Morning Drop. Members, stay at the ready. Get your notification bells on. I'm not promising a specific time today, but I will have you. Drop!